We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hi, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. I'm Nicholas Villars, here with a hot cup of coffee and uh, two of my best buds just next to me. And I am uh, Robert Tallman. I also have a nice cup of joe here, and uh, I uh, play guitar in the band Super Divorce, and uh, happy to be here. I'm Bender, and my girlfriend's calling me. (laughs) (laughs) You can take it if you have to. Oh, I didn't mean to... I looked over and there was like a oh, semi-nude photo. It's not, it wasn't, it's not nude. Okay, it's, it's, thank God. It's from when she modeled. Okay, okay. She was modeling her fucking torso tattoo. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's say calling. Oh, okay. Uh, I just saw yeah, the I know. stretch looks, of the torso yeah, and I was like, no, whoa. At the top of the hour. <laughs> okay, I'll be right Bender's going. He's saying he's calling his girlfriend back, but he's actually taking a shit. No, I'm actually going to masturbate to her. Uh, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one uh, one thing you could probably get away with, you know, mm-hmm. if you're sincerely masturbating to a photo of your significant other just because she's gone for a while. That's yeah. that's different than jacking it to like hardcore pornography, you know. Unless there are photos that you took of her before you started dating that you had uh, <laughs> snapped from a tree across the street. Yeah, that would be bad. And uh, photos from like her elementary school yearbook would yeah. probably be bad, that's, too. That's off limits, I think. <laughs> have you ever... Have uh, That's a weird topic to, to approach, but mm-hmm. I've seen a picture of Ivy from... Like fourth grade, uh huh. And you put yourself in the mind of yourself when you were fourth grader, yeah. And it's like I would have thought she was pretty back yeah. then, and never would have talked to her because it would have scared me because I didn't talk to females back then, yeah. But uh, yeah, well. adults mm-hmm. should only be with adults, right, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to look at. Uh, pictures of your wife or your girlfriend from when they were in elementary school if you're going to jack off to a picture of them. So, don't do that because it's probably illegal. I, I, was, think. I was so confident that this show was going to start off really strong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we already fucked it up. <laughs> well, anyone who listens knows what to expect at this point, I think. Unless we have a new listener tonight. And if that's the case, welcome to our show. <laughs> welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. Yeah. It's I mean, it's really, it's a, we're giving wholesome advice here. Yeah. Don't jerk yeah. off to pictures of little kids. <laughs> Even Pretty, if it is your wife yeah. or, or girlfriend. It's still wrong. <laughs> it's still wrong. <laughs> <sighs> well, we, um, we're actually here. Because we're going to talk about Weekend at Bernie's tonight. Yes, it's the Weekend at Bernie's uh, supercast, which I am very... I've been excited about since I got here and remembered it was the Weekend at Bernie's episode. Well, we, we talked about doing it, uh, you know, months ago. Yeah. I yeah. think when it first came up. 
Yeah. So here we are. It's actually happening, and uh, I look forward to um, especially hearing what Bender has to say in depth because he just watched it today for the very first time right before he came over for band practice tonight. So uh, he's fresh. He's real fresh on the movie. Yeah, and I'd like to give him props for doing that because the original plan was we were going to jam a bit and then watch the movie and then do the cast, but Bender proactively on his own free time just... Uh, he didn't pop the movie in because he told us he pirated it. (laughs) (laughs) So... But he watched it, and yeah. uh, he was able to, you know, reference some parts of it. So I and I, we watched it together just uh, maybe a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. We were in Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> very late at night. I think I fell asleep, but I, I mean, I've seen Weekend at Bernie's. That's probably in the top five movies I've seen the most in my life. Yeah. So, oh, I uh, before we jump into that, I. Remembered something that we've not been doing that we should do, ah. and that is, um, as we get the show rolling here, we should tell everyone where they can download our music. Oh uh, yeah, because everyone does that. You gotta have you gotta plug a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm cool with plugging. It's yeah. our show. Yeah, nobody tells us what to do. I'm yeah. butt plugging right now. Are you? <laughs> How's it feel? Well, it's like a reverse butt plug because it's coming from the inside. I'm trying to hold the mm. butt plug in. Oh, if you okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, not really. Do you that's, think that's there's? A lie. <laughs> do you think there's anybody with the ability to pleasure themselves that way using their own turd? <laughs> push poop back and forth. Like yeah, it almost comes out and then you suck it. Then back you up. suck it back up and let it out a little bit more and suck it back in and yeah. just tickle your. Prostate just so with your poopy. <laughs> anyway, if you want to download our album, <laughs> you can do so. Tell uh, them the website, guys. www.bandcamp. No, no, no. Slot, super. I don't fucking know what it is. Uh, Fuck it. www.superdivorce.bandcamp.com it's actually much easier than people think because I think that kind of affects, you know, people going to the site and getting getting the songs, but people think, oh, I'd, I'd rather just stream it on Spotify, but when you stream it on Spotify, that's great and everything, and you get instant access to the music, but then the artist doesn't really benefit from that yeah. much. So if you can, if at all possible... Not just with us, but with any small bands and even, you know, mid-level bands. If you can buy it directly from their website or from something run by them, yeah. usually the money that you do put into it goes directly to the artist rather than some, you know, asshole at Spotify or iTunes or And whatever. you can stream on Bandcamp as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also stream it at our official site, which is superdivorceme.com. Mm-hmm. We have the it's a uh, an embedded Bandcamp player right at the top of the page. Yeah, and if Facebook, you know, was cool, yeah, and would allow you to embed something like that on your Facebook page, I'm sure we would do that. that would but be nice, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, hey, also on our official site, uh, right there, as soon as you go to superdivorceme.com, 
you can see all of our upcoming shows, and we have uh, we have a handful right now. Yeah, quite a few. Really so. excited to get out and play. Yes. I think we have more shows booked right now um, than we played for probably the past two years <laughs> of Sleep Star Ignitions. So. Yeah, and the the lead up to it, I gotta say, is somewhat agonizing. Yeah, <laughs> it's killing me. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are feeling the same way because it's like. I don't know. It's like you know you're going to do this thing that's super awesome and fun, and it's the whole point of why you're playing music, and you have to wait and wait and wait. But once we get started, it's going to be almost nonstop for the whole spring and summer coming up. So Exciting. Very cool. And it's all thanks to Nick. He's been busting his balls, getting us a ton of shows. So That's right. I want to thank that man. Hey, no problem. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Hooking us up here. Get out there. Yeah. And get after it, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. want to perform for people. And if, if you see a show that, you know... And that gives the the uh, fans the freedom to look at our shows and go, okay, I'm going to make it to this one. You know, yeah. you don't you don't necessarily have to grateful dead it and uh, trail behind us. <laughs> you could if you, if want you wanted to. to. That'd be fun. Um, we would love to have a caravan of mm-hmm. people behind us. Um, you know, come onto the van and play a little uh, Arkham Horror with mm-hmm. us or yeah. something. You know, some uh, dice <laughs> poker. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the van is big enough to play Arkham Horror. It might. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, what you don't think you could play? I, I think you could. Making yeah. a joke at the size of the game and how spread out. Uh, well, it is. well, yeah. once you hit a bump, all those little pieces yeah. would fly everywhere. <laughs> but maybe we'll devise some kind of a system. Yeah, some kind. Maybe when all the gear is in the venue and we have the entire back of yeah. the van open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have a couple hours before we play or something. We, then we can set it up and play for 15 minutes before we <laughs> yeah. go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. yeah. How's, how's everyone's coffee? I'm, I'm, I'm doing... I'm done with if I did any more than this, I would lose my mind. Yeah. And I'd probably... Um, you're more than welcome to grab some more, but, um, I, we, we cashed it. Oh, we cashed yeah. it. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I don't, I don't know. I didn't catch the brand or Pete's, Pete's ah, coffee. Yeah. It was I, the French roast. I've had some uh, Pete's whole bean. before. Whole bean coffee. Um, it's my favorite way to get coffee. Mm-hmm. I would recommend anyone out there who likes drinking coffee. Um, if you're not... On this game yet, you need to get a grinder. You need to start buying whole bean coffee. Grind your coffee every morning, and then use a French press to actually uh, brew it. That's the best. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm not as avid of a coffee drinker these days. I try to do mostly green tea and then coffee on occasion just because I like the taste of it and I like the caffeine. Um, but even so, I just, there's such a huge difference when you use a French press and yeah. fresh ground coffee. It's, it's night and day difference. It's like we were talking, we were likening, likening it to, uh, from concentrate OJ and yes. like straight up fucking delicious, you know, untouched orange juice. 
Because mm-hmm. there's no, with the coffee, there's no, like, metallic taste or anything. You can drink it straight, and it's the pure way yeah. to enjoy your coffee. Would you ever put whey protein <laughs> in your coffee? You know, I wouldn't because I'm vegan, but... Well, now, okay. <laughs> let's let's go back in time. <laughs> Three weeks. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, my response to that was um, my protein that I actually have downstairs, it's called um, MRM Veggie Elite. It's uh, brown rice and pea protein. It's a mixture of the two. And uh, it's chocolate mocha. And it actually has kind of a coffee-ish flavor. And I have put a scoop in my coffee before. Mm. And it tastes pretty good. I've actually made a shake... Where I put a cup of coffee in my shaker cup, scoop of protein, and a little bit of soy milk, it was dynamite. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's definitely something worth pursuing if you, if you want to get your protein and your caffeine and have a nice little... If you love the taste of coffee and you like it as like a sweet treat, sort of like a coffee ice cream or a coffee shake, you can definitely do that with uh, good results. So, well, I know someone who, uh, no matter how much coffee they have, they're not going to be perking up, and that's <laughs> Bernie Lomax. <laughs> that's right. Because, uh, yeah, because he's dead. He's dead <laughs> <laughs> for most of the movie. We right. get at Bernie's. Yeah. How should we approach this? Should we? Should we? Should we give the plot of the movie first for those who haven't seen yeah. it? Or yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead with that? Okay, so, um, Weekend at Bernie's, uh, it's a film, a classic, <laughs> from the 80s, came out in 1989. 89? Really? Yeah, the year mm-hmm. I was born. Oh, man, yeah. I kept thinking it was 87 this whole time. No, it was, uh, well, the trailer we just so watched was... actually just had the year in it, Okay, so 89. So. so, late 80s. Yeah, just barely made it into mm-hmm. the 80s, but it definitely feels like an 80s film. Yes. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, you, you're following uh, Richard and Larry, two, uh, I would call them schlubs. Yeah. Schmucks. Schmucks. That's what they call them in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Two schmucks. Yeah. I view them as, like, just out of college slackers who just barely made it, and they're they're kind of at this company just kind of trying to climb the corporate ladder a little bit with... Very big in the 80s. Yeah. That notion. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to jump in, you're going to climb the ladder... I feel mm-hmm. like people are much more jaded on that now, mm-hmm. but back then it was still you could get you could get in there, yeah. work your way up and to a higher position, and really make some changes and be a mover and shaker. Yeah, and that's what they were trying to do, and uh, and they they really did a good job because they caught a detail um, within the finances <laughs> of their company, right? And uh, and they bring this uh, this discrepancy, some money is missing, mm-hmm. and they take this uh, they take this. New knowledge they found in the uh, the, the the company's uh, finances to Bernie Lomax, who is their boss, mm-hmm. and uh, they point it out to him, and he tells them, "Great job, great job, this is great work, you two. and he invites them to his house for the weekend um, as a thank you. And uh, house know. in the Hamptons. No, he de- he invites beach. them to go over. The paperwork more. Okay, so yeah. they're going to go more, right? They're going to work on the weekend. It's sort yeah. of like a business uh, slash pleasure. Yeah, it is. He yeah. can say when we're not working, yeah. we will like, right. 
do drugs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um... And we should say that La- that uh, Richard's the one who finds the discrepancy and Larry tries to take credit for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Richard's your straight man and Larry's like the goofy kind of, uh, you know, slacker guy who's yeah. kind of riding Richard's coattails yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, but um, they're buddies. It's a buddy movie. Won't won't give away the whole plot <laughs> yeah. um, about what happens. We'll just say the guys show up mm-hmm. to Bernie's house. Bernie has passed away, <laughs> and uh, you can find out why when you watch the movie. Yeah, but um, Bernie has passed, and uh, they need to keep him around, though. Yes. They need to keep them around for their personal safety. For their benefit, yeah, of staying alive. And so, um, you imagine, uh, you know, all the wacky capers that ensue. Yes. These two guys try to make it look like their house guest is actually still alive when he's been dead for several days. (laughs) Just ridiculous. This is a movie that I watched as a kid. Oh, me too. A lot. Yeah. And um, it's not a it's not a vulgar movie. It's something that I would be very comfortable showing my own kids if I had any or if I have any. But when only when you become an adult do you realize you know how dark it really is. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very good at covering up how the darkness with how lighthearted and and charming it is. Yeah, because in any other, I feel like if anybody else would have written this movie, they could have gone. They could have completely missed the mark and had a terrible, mean-spirited movie on their hands, but... Imagine Christopher Nolan's Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you can't Nolanize Weekend at Bernie's. It's just not possible, you know. Or Zack Snyder's Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> you can't take it ultra-serious, because then you get too dark and you lose the comedy aspect, so... There's a lot of slapstick, a lot of physical gags, you know, with the body of Bernie. And he he always has this kind of smirk on his face. Yeah. Even though he's dead, he he has personality as a corpse. Would yeah. you say that, Bender? Yeah, I would say. Do you consider it um, to be a caper movie? Yeah. Wacky capers? Yeah, wacky, a wacky... <laughs> Uh, a crime gone wrong. Yeah. Would you call it a romp? <laughs> Definitely a romp. Definitely a romp. Yeah. Because you gotta, you see how much fun the actors are having. I mean, it had to be a blast to make this movie. They're, they're, it's a, it's a joyous kind of, you know, they're surrounded by beautiful scenery and they're in this huge, beautiful beach house for most of the film and they just, you know, the comedic timing is perfect, and it just seems like it's two guys at the, you know, the peak of their comedy careers, you know. Yeah, I, um, I'd um i like to see Silverman and uh, Andrew <laughs> McCarthy make a comeback. Yes. Maybe in a Wes Anderson film. That would... I feel like that's your ticket to, to coming back into the mainstream. Yeah, or something like what they did with uh, Michael Keaton with Birdman. Yeah. They'd have to start Art House. Yes. <laughs> and then you you kind of come back into the mainstream. Because people are like, oh, yeah, th- these guys are legit. Yeah. 
And then you can, uh, you, you could can be wacky again. You could Tarantino it, too. Yeah. Because a lot of people forget that, um, like, John Travolta was nothing. Yeah. Before Pulp Fiction. And he's kind of resumed <laughs> his role. Right. <laughs> he had a little bit of a resurgence. And then he was in, uh, what was that movie that he tried to play, like, an action hero, and he had a shaved head and a beard? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking Basic. about. No, from something with love. From oh, from Paris with love. With uh, yeah, from Paris with love. Because it was a play on the James Bond. Because there's a James Bond movie called From Russia with Love. Yeah, but they did the same thing with a different European city with Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Okay, and uh, I never saw the film. I don't know. I feel like it's... I didn't have any desire to see it either, and I still don't. So, do you do you think that that movie is, in your estimation, probably better or worse than uh, Jack Reacher? Worse, because I've heard that. Uh, well, I heard even before you watched Jack Reacher that yeah. Jack Reacher is plenty competent as a you know a spy thriller. You know, it keeps your attention and. You know, it's a halfway decent, you know, it's not going to overtake the Bourne movies or anything or or Bond, but uh, unless you ask Tim Heidecker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine from whatever Paris, Paris, if that's it, from Paris with Love is probably a forgettable uh, action dud. Yeah, it's probably a dud. Like I feel like Tarantino has kept Tim Roth's career pretty alive, too. Yeah. I mean, he's been in some stuff, but I can't name anything he's been in other than Tarantino movies. Yeah. How would you feel about Andrew McCarthy and, uh, and Jonathan Silverman in a Tarantino film? I'd watch it. Yeah. For sure. They, especially with, like, I just watched The Hateful Eight, and of I think the magic of Tarantino is taking these pretty serious situations but throwing in these like relatively silly characters yeah. and so I think having having those two actors thrust into whatever he does next would be would be perfect yeah especially because the comedic timing in Weekend at Bernie's is so stellar mm-hmm. you can't imagine that they just lost all their charm and charisma over the last 30 years or whatever you know I saw uh, Silverman was on a really good episode of Psych. Was he? And he plays, um, he's a compulsive liar. And he goes <laughs> to them and he's just making shit up the entire time. And, I mean, he he doesn't look much different these days. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, I think he's taking care of himself. Maybe yeah. his, his sister's uh, floating him a few dollars here and there. To, Probably. <laughs> Sarah um, Silverman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little known, yeah, Jonathan yeah. Silverman, the older brother of Sarah Silverman. Yep. He's a famous comedian, mm-hmm. which could be a, is that a trigger word now? Should comedian. we just call her a comedian? I don't know. Is it is comedian? I, I still hear actress. Comedians refer to comedians as comedians, so yeah. I don't think it's too offensive. To well, that. maybe not yet. Maybe not yet. Maybe a year from now it'll be super <laughs> offensive. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe having Jonathan Silverman on Psych is how James Roday hooked up with uh, Sarah Silverman to get her in Gravy. Ah, yeah. 
Possibly. Sarah Silverman is. Uh, I have a. I have a little crush on her. Do you? I think she's a beautiful lady, and I. I love her sense of humor. I. I follow her on social media. She's really funny. If uh, they ever do a, a Bernie sequel, Weekend at Bernie's three, um, it'd be nice to see Sarah Silverman do a uh, a cameo or even would, have a have a part. I would rather see her in the Ghostbusters movie than yeah. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, because I I will say there's one person in that female Ghostbusters movie who's she's a cast member on SNL right now. Not the, um, not Lisa, whatever, the, the... You're talking um, about the blonde chick. Yeah, the blonde girl. She is fucking hilarious. I was, I've, I've told Lindsay before, because we've watched a couple episodes of SNL mm-hmm. now that we have Hulu. Yeah. And, uh, when I saw the Ghostbusters trailer and saw that she was going to be in it, I can't remember her name, but I said, of all the cast members right now, she's, like, the only one that I could see making the transition into, like, big-budget movies and stuff like that. Yeah. She's... She's very funny. She's very at-home on on the screen. Um, It's kind of a... Something that you see in Saturday Night Live, people, where some people are made for SNL and they they don't make the transfer to movies very well, but she seems very at-home in front of a camera. Yeah. She loses herself in those, you know... Sometimes, um, you know, you could definitely tell that she'd be good in movies, um, and she's super funny. Yeah. She has this awkward kind of delivery that's really good. Um, Melissa McCarthy, on the other hand, I find insufferable. Yeah, you can get so. her on a bus somewhere. <laughs> and they're, they're just marching out more and more fucking comedies with her in them. The boss is the one yeah. that I've been seeing trailers for. Yeah. I just I I saw her I guess the first time would have been in Bridesmaids mm-hmm. and I was just like I can't I can't do this yeah chick. She's just not hitting the funny bone for me. Yeah. It's some like people some people just have this quality about them where it seems like it's trying way too hard. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like somebody, like an agent told her, you're the, the heavy set funny girl. You got to really try to be the female Chris Farley or something. And nobody had to tell Chris Farley to be Chris Farley. Yeah. He was Chris Farley. (laughs) Everybody who's tried to fucking imitate him has just been, it's, it's like, I always come back to the Tom DeLonge analogy. There's a Tom DeLonge who sings like Tom DeLonge, and you can handle it. And then everybody who tries to sound like him sounds like a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to try to act like Chris Farley, just stop now and do something else. Do your own thing, Melissa McCarthy. You're not the female Chris Farley. And you're not invited to Weekend at Bernie's 3. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. That would ruin the movie. Yeah, what would you, let me pose this question to you guys. What would you do if Weekend at Bernie's 3 was announced, but it was two female characters and it was Melissa McCarthy was one of them and the other female lead was um, somebody else insufferable? <laughs> I don't um, know. Who else? I, I don't Amy really... Schumer? Yeah, Amy Schumer doesn't get me going. Yeah, she's. she's uh, I feel like her her humor hits me the exact same way 
as Melissa McCarthy's. Yeah. It's just this, like, I don't know, just the fucking, I feel like they would do well in, um, like, not another teen movie, yeah. or superhero movie, or scary movie, those yeah. types of things. Where, Low level, bottom of the barrel yeah. stuff. Just lowest common denominator. Straight to the five dollar bit at Walmart. Yeah. Not leading roles in big budget movies. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like how did Adam Sandler get to where he is? You know? When you look back, it's like he had a few funny bits on SNL. He had his albums that were hilarious, but he's just one of those guys that overstayed his welcome and now he's just a fucking laughing stock. <laughs> Yep. Where, but Melissa McCarthy never had it. It's not like she used to be funny. And but she's, she's got her terrible. fans. She's got her That's fan right. base. She's uh, yeah. She's drawing enough people to get funding for movies and get cast and big budget films. So I, I, don't know. I think it probably has to do with uh, her body shape and the way she's the way she's cast. Yeah. Well, you know, and she, it's like people will. She, Go ahead. She ate, she had that TV show, Mike and Molly. Yeah. They canceled the show because she lost weight. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you notice, she she doesn't look like a big, fat slob anymore. She looks like a normal, like, Midwest mom now. Yeah. She's still... It's know, just it's little... her, her, just, her demeanor, yeah. delivery. Ah. Yeah. I don't have time for it. It's subpar. I, yeah. You know, and if you like Melissa McCarthy, that that's fine. Because some people like Adam Sandler movies still. Yeah. I'm sure people... I can't imagine who, but, you know, popping on Netflix and seeing the Ridiculous <laughs> Six. And going, oh, a new Adam Sandler movie, and I can watch it on Netflix for free? Great. I feel like I follow Sandler a little <laughs> bit deeper into his career than some people do. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed Click. And I think Mr. Deeds was oh, uh, a sorry, great movie, too. I really liked Mr. Deeds. I always thought it was. I was with him through... I was with him through Big Daddy, and Mr. Deeds was kind of in the same... Like, a couple years after that, maybe? Yeah. Um, I was with him, you know, up through that, and then shit just... Once, like, Grown Ups started and all grown that. Grown Ups, Jack and Jill... I've heard That's, that's my, my boy, boy is fucking awful. Pixels. Um, Pixels, apparently, <laughs> yeah. It's, apparently, I'd love to sit and watch Pixels with you guys <laughs> and then do a podcast about it, because I've heard it's epically terrible. Which is sad, because I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, you know, the the uh, the effects in that movie are really pleasing and cool. Yeah. Um, I love the pixelated monsters, you know, the Atari monsters and stuff, but... What if they made Weekend at Bernie's 3 and they recast Bernie Lomax as Adam Sandler? I I might be okay with that, because he'd be dead the whole movie. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have to deal with him. Uh, Unless it was like Rob Schneider <laughs> was the guy... Taking the place of of uh, Jonathan Silverman. Yeah. What if upset. Rob Schneider was Bernie and Adam Sandler was Nope Richard or Larry? Couldn't what if get me Adam to see Sandler's it. Bernie, uh, Rob Schneider is Larry, <laughs> and, and David, Kevin James. I was saying David Spade yeah, was, David Spade was Larry. David Spade. <laughs> 
Maybe I, 15 years ago it would I just work. I watched the trailer for their new movie, by the way. Who? The new Adam Sandler, David Spade movie. Oh, oh my god. There's it's coming movie. straight to ne- uh, Netflix, I think, in May. Yeah, because Sandler signed a four-movie four deal with Netflix to uh-huh. have his movies go straight to Netflix. Oh. <laughs> oh. And they paid him like $100 million or something. Jesus like, fucking Christ. He's so rich that... To show up and be half asleep for a, a movie shoot and then release just trash. Yeah. There, there's no point to it other than Sandler needs more money and he needs to give his friends more money because... None of them are doing anything. Yeah, they don't do anything else but star in Adam Sandler I wish movies. they'd make another fucking Grandma's Boy. Yeah. Or something like that. But unfortunately, Doris Roberts well, just yeah. passed and that's... Yeah. She was... She killed it in that movie. Yeah. Especially when they were when they get high, mm. they drink the weed tea and I can feel my I can hear my hair growing. <laughs> she just she you know, some people who act high, they just don't get it. They don't get it right. They're pretending to be like Ugh. but you believe that she's high. <laughs> I mean, they must have either coached her up, or she must have maybe uh, like she smoked seems weed. Like probably smoked. Yeah, <laughs> I can hear my hair growing. <laughs> Would you like some soup? <laughs> well, She's I bet so she charming. They, I in bet that you movie. they got her actually high because they were talking about. They could have. They, well, yeah. if you ever watch one of one of Nick Swardson's stand-ups, mm-hmm. he talks about how. They were like, they went in to do the movie and they were given like this prop weed. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Dante in the movie, that's one, his real name, and two, yeah. he's also a real marijuana dealer or whatever. Yeah, so Peter they Dante. swapped out <laughs> all the fake marijuana with real marijuana. Yeah. And just got high on set mm-hmm. all the time. So they probably really did get her high. That sounds great. And, of course. Grandma's boy being about uh, video games. Oh yeah, how would you feel about a weekend at Bernie's video game? You know, it could be done well. I, you know, it sounds like it wouldn't work, but if it's in the hands of the right studio, it could work. Now, let's like. say you could do it any way you want. Mm-hmm. So you could go with like big budget. You could have Rockstar, yeah, make. The Weekend at Bernie's game, right. or you could do like an adventure game, like mm-hmm. an old DOS adventure game, uh, something in between, a platformer, mm-hmm. uh, puzzle <laughs> game. Which way would you go? Bender, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Oh my god. I think, I might be lacking a little imagination here, but I think it would be interesting and fun to do a... a like a telltale weekend at Bernie's. That's oh, exactly yeah. what I was thinking, so I'm going to have know, to change mine. Just because, like, <laughs> I've I've not, like, sat and played through a telltale game myself, but I've seen, like, a decent portion of the first Walking Dead yeah. played, and just that blend of, like, pretty long story elements where you're just kind of, like, person to person and then picking your conversations, but then also, like, some action integrated into there with, you know, with choices. Like, you could... You could be going through and you talk to people and have to come up with different lies as to yeah. why Bernie is the way he yeah. is. And then, like, your action sequences would be like, 
you'd have to pick the right place to hide him or whatever, right. you know. Yeah. Or the right costume. Or the right costume to dress up in or else people would like figure out that he's decomposing. <laughs> you, know? you guys are just carrying around a dead guy. Yeah. Right. You have to you have to uh at certain points like spray him with things that cover yeah. up his decomposing scent. You have to, you know, you go around and you can find makeup to, yeah. like, yeah. touch up his skin and <laughs> But I think, I think a Telltale, if Telltale Games got a hold of the weekend at Bernie's license, I feel like we'd all be in for a treat. Yeah. I think that, honestly, I'm going to change my answer because I don't want to just repeat everything you just said, but I think that would be the most entertaining and probably the most it would benefit the most that way it, to tell it, kind of mix, you know, the the gameplay with the storytelling elements because it it's not really an action-packed movie and people expect that with video games. But if you're going into it knowing that it's a more cinematic experience, you could do like a Telltale or a, um, or a um, what's that game that I need to play? Um... Oh, shit. Until Dawn. Yeah. You could do something like that as well. I feel like kind of pick your... You could get the people that handled uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls yeah. to, to do... That would be like your AAA version. Yeah. And then your Telltale would be like... Well, I mean, I guess a kind lot of, of Telltale... Telltale is all, a lot of AAA stuff, but it, yeah, it is kind of the indie starts off on uh, download only and eventually yeah. right, will go to disc. My my next choice. Go ahead. I was going to say, why don't you talk about you do your choice, but why don't you talk about what if Rockstar handled the weekend at Bernie's license? Where I was going actually wasn't quite to the Rockstar extreme because Grand Theft Auto is a game where you can almost. I mean, eventually, as the technology goes up and up and up, Grand Theft Auto, you're going to be able to basically do anything in that game. You almost can now. I mean, you can, you can just have your apartment and go race, you can play golf, you can, you know, do any number of things within that world, so it's almost like 50 video games in one. I would probably narrow it down a little bit, just because it's Weekend at Bernie's and it's a contained story, and I just don't, I don't know how you could make it that big in scope, but you could do a very narrowed down kind of Assassin's Creed with it. Yeah. Where you're kind of, it's an action game in the sense that different things pop up and you have to complete objectives, but some of the time you have to have Bernie with you and you have to blend in and keep people from noticing that he's dead in different and more creative ways as the game goes on. Yeah, I think like you said, you'd have to keep the scent. There'd be maybe like yeah. a meter, or you would just notice that, like, you know, you've got like the stench lines <laughs> yeah. coming up. You start seeing flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His stench meter goes. <laughs> his his wig would slip and fall yeah. off, and you'd depending have depending to... on how how much of a HUD you wanted to have. Yeah. You could have it all be like visual cues, like Bender said, with flies start buzzing. Right. People that walk by you, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it would be sort of a mix of uh, Assassin's Creed and The Sims a little bit. Yeah. You'd have, um, you'd have NPCs definitely playing a big role in, and you would 
kind of on the harder levels, you would really have to work hard to keep people, but you could have like a novice level where it's just making sure his sunglasses stay on. Because mm-hmm. in the movie, that's the logic, is that he's wearing sunglasses, so he's alive. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just he's he's just drugged out. Yeah, he's very <laughs> relaxed. Yeah. yeah, I like when he sells his Porsche when he's dead. Yeah, yeah. he just somebody just grazes against his head and he <laughs> leans forward, and that's a signal that he's going to take this certain price thousand dollars for his Porsche. Yeah, that this guy wants to buy off of him. So. Yeah, you could, and you could have the island as your playable area. Yeah. Um, you could even expand it a little bit, because uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2 is a bigger, slightly bigger movie. There's and eventually, I mean, depending on how long the game is, you might have to go back to New York yeah. to deal with some business. Right, yeah. So then you'd have to get on a plane, probably, or, mm-hmm. or take a ferry or something. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be fun to have to conceal... That Bernie's dead on on a on a cross country flight <laughs> and what get him you? through TSA without them figuring out that he's dead. Did you guys ever play uh, or play Octodad? Yes. Mm-hmm. What if? Yes. What if you control two characters <laughs> and you With had Bernie tied and tied to your shoelaces, and whenever yeah. you walked, it was like Octodad yeah. mechanics. Yeah. Have you yeah. played Octagon? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where, like, walking requires, like, all four shoulder yeah. buttons yeah. or whatever. So gnarly. There you go. That's yeah. Some... That would be funny. Well, uh, yeah. Nick, yeah. what would you, now that we've both given our kind of, I think those were the two that popped into my head. Yeah. Um... Initially, Rockstar came to mind. Yeah. You, know, you kind of went there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go... Back to the time when Weekend at Bernie's came out, and yeah. I'm trying to think of what an NES Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's game would have been like, and I think you could have made it uh, pretty fun because you've got like the beach yeah. atmosphere, you know, and um, you could have something on the boat, you could mm-hmm. have something in New York, yeah, uh, you could have these different sets, and then maybe um, maybe your boss fights could be against like the uh, the thugs that who. <laughs> The, yeah, the sent to, the mob guys, yeah. the guy coming after Bernie, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the kid, the kid, kid. would a good boss he would, fight. He would pop up and piss you off, yeah, because he's got the fake gun too. Yeah, I love when he's around the corner of the couch and he pulls the trigger and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> he raises his, his middle finger, finger up. Yeah, back when kids could could do stuff like that in movies, yeah, it wouldn't be. Uh, frowned upon by yeah. the, you know, mothers of America. Yeah. Organizations. I can't have a kid <laughs> given the finger in a movie. I think you had really cool uh, 8-bit music for a Weekend at Bernie's. Hell game. yeah. Kind of an island type of uh, soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I used to love the steel drum soundtrack in Weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah. <laughs> They had such good island music, and, yeah. and it always made me want to go on an island <laughs> vacation, you know. Um, here's a question. Uh, would it would it play out in levels, your Weekend at Bernie's 8, 8-bit version, or would it be more like a Legend of Zelda, where you could kind of free roam around 
I was thinking it would have levels. Okay. Like a side-scroller deal? Yeah, a side-scroller. Okay. With uh, various obstacles and enemies. You know, you could have uh, seagulls swooping down. And (laughs) I don't know exactly. I'm trying to to imagine, you know, if you're... uh, Maybe you get a pick playing as either Richard or Larry. I feel like that's what they would have done. Yeah. You would have played as one of the two. But then I'm trying to imagine how Bernie would have fit into the game itself. <laughs> like what you're trying to do. Maybe yeah. you're trying to get to Bernie yeah. at the end of each level. Yeah. And then once you beat the boss, you pick him up, and then you have to go and to the next. There's a little cinematic where yeah. they carry him to the next And then screen. something happens in that cinematic where he gets like taken away, yeah. and that's where you have to go to the next level and reach the end and pick him up again. <laughs> and then <laughs> when you beat the final boss... You would see that little. You would see the scene where Bernie is on the, on the, uh, on the gurney. Yeah, and he flies <laughs> out the back of the fucking ambulance <laughs> and just lands on the beach next to your two little eight-bit characters, and they they both yeah. turn to him and yeah. <laughs> look back dun, towards dun, the screen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. Some roll. like it hot. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good game. Yeah. I think there's potential there. There's potential in literally all three of those ideas. So, indie game developers, we want our Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> game right now. They did it with Back to the Future. Yep. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. I mean, they've gone back to the past yep. recently. Um I'd like to see a Beetlejuice game too, and a Beetlejuice sequel. I yeah. think. Well, I think I've heard working they're working on, that. on one. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's like greenlit. It's on on yeah. the way. I hope it's, Tim Burton's involved. Oh yeah, and it's I, always up in the air. Every time I see an article that says it's confirmed, the next day I see one that says Tim Burton says it's a no go. Uh, I mean, every time, like, because I followed like multiple horror pages mm-hmm. to like. I horror on Facebook will be like Beetlejuice two confirmed, like starring uh, Michael Keaton and mm-hmm. uh, fucking one other writer. And then like the next day, it'll be like bloody disgusting. Tim Burton says Beetlejuice is not tr- happening, like it's not true. Stop thinking it's true. And then like a couple months later, it'll be like Beetlejuice two confirmed. And then so I I have not looked into it but as far as I can tell it's still it's like it's greenlit it's not greenlit it's greenlit it's not greenlit which uh, sucks playing with our emotions yeah. my my one request from Tim Burton would be to to use mostly practical effects if possible yeah. cuz that is the charm of Beetlejuice we don't we don't need a CGI heavy Beetlejuice movie that's not what Beetlejuice is about Use practical effects, please. If we ma- if we make that, would you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I would. Good deal. I don't know if that would happen, but <laughs> we should do we should do a Beetlejuice cast because yep. I've actually never sat down and watched Beetlejuice either. Oh, oh classic! Yeah. Movie. But we could we could incorporate the cartoon into that too. Yeah, I love I the cartoon. Watch, yep, I watched it. Had too. all the toys. Mm-hmm. Those were cool toys. I yeah. saw some at a convention last year, but they were really expensive. And no. Yeah. Wish I would have hung on to those. Yeah. So that was good. That's yeah. why I like never get rid of anything now. Yeah. Because 
Because I did, I had a couple things when I was younger, and now I'm just like, everything I buy, I'm just like, it's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, how much time do we have left? We've got, uh, we got about another 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, I know we don't have to do it now, but maybe we can, but I I do want to squeeze in pitching a Weekend at Bernie's sequel. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have something in mind already for yours? Well, I I figured we could we could kind of riff off of each okay, other. Okay, you want to come up bit. with one together? Yeah, That's let's make it collaborative. The super divorce weekend at Bernie's sequel. I think before we jump into that, we should mention that weekend at Bernie's does have a sequel yeah. already, and it I mean it it's a true blue sequel. Yeah, it didn't come out twenty years later for nostalgia reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how long it was, but it felt like it was only a couple years after. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was maybe like maybe two, two or three years. Two to three years after the original. Yeah, I would guess it was 91. Then, yeah, but, that makes yeah. sense. Um, in Weekend at Bernie's 2, we should probably touch on what happens in that. Because yeah. you, you have to acknowledge that movie for, yeah. the, for three to work. You mm-hmm. can't really... Well, we want to make a, a cohesive trilogy. Yeah, we don't want to do that thing where they retcon and ignore the the sequel that came in between and just, well, yeah. one connects to this one now, yeah. and call the movie Bernie Lomax instead of <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's 3, yeah. like fucking Rocky Balboa. Yeah. We're not doing that. We're going to go Weekend at Bernie's 3, okay? True Blue sequel to the second one. Yes. And in the second one, Bernie returns... <laughs> Still dead. He's still, still dead. Still deader than Dick's hat band, as my mom would say. But um, <laughs> he is kind of brought back to life in a sense. In a, there's a <laughs> in a sense, I like I like that. He has uh, he's on the receiving end of a voodoo curse. Yes. Or well, not really a curse. I guess he's dead already. So yeah, I don't know. can't really he's on the receiving end of a voodoo spell. Voodoo spell, spell yeah. is performed. Um, and the, the motivation behind this is to get at the $2 million that he had embezzled from the company in the first movie. Yeah. Because in the first movie, uh, Bernie is behind the discrepancy in the numbers for the company. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he's actually a bad guy. He's going to have Richard and Larry killed. Spoilers. Um, Spoilers. (laughs) He knows where the money is. Yes. And they uh, they find out that it's somewhere in the Caribbean, yes. I guess. Uh, um, well... Is it? They mentioned St. Saint Thomas, so that would be the Virgin Islands. Virgin Islands. U.S. Virgin Islands, which I was, I've been to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the Caribbean? Or is that no. different? The U.S. Virgin Islands is its own thing. Oh. It'd be like... You would say, I'm going to the Virgin Islands, or I'm going to the Caymans. I see. I'm going to the Caribbean. It all looks the same to me. Yeah. It's an island setting. The water's clear and blue, and it's beautiful there. White sands. Um, But they figure out that they never get the, the... The money thing isn't resolved in the first film. So they basically use that as a plot device for the second movie. Because everybody's after this two mil. Even Richard and Larry have a scheme to get to the two mil. Yeah. They're going to 
pull Bernie out of his uh, morgue <laughs> that he's residing in. <laughs> he so hasn't can... been buried yet for some reason. No. Well, I guess the sequel has to take place within the same week yeah. as the original there's... for it to work. Yeah, because there's so, no funeral and he doesn't get buried. Yeah. It's not a body snatching. So well, gonna, it he is. has Bernie has to be present to open this safe deposit box that contains the two mil. Yeah, in the in the Virgin, Virgin Islands. Islands. So they're going to, to go there with Bernie, with dead Bernie. <laughs> they pack him into a suitcase. <laughs> Take him to the U.S. Virgin Islands and uh, hilarity and, uh, ensues. Yeah. All the while, there's these two gentlemen uh, under the, uh, um, I guess, under the tutelage of a of a voodoo lady. What's her name? Is it Mobu? <laughs> I think Mobu? it might be Mobu. Mobu. We'll go with Mobu. Sounds right. We're not going to Google it. Okay. We're just going to go with Mobu. Yeah. But these guys, she wants the money? Yeah. Is that so her motivation? I believe so, because they, they're going to put the spell on him, and he's supposed to get up and walk to it, right? And show them where the money is, and then... Yeah. Yeah. But so they, they, they are told to use chickens in this uh, ritual... And sacrifice they up, chickens. They end up, I think, using, like, fried chicken, don't they? Yeah. They, they get, use like, a chi- bucket of KFC <laughs> in their voodoo ritual to bring Bernie back to life. So it kind of tinkers with the the uh, effectiveness of the spell. Yes. So he can only get up and start walking towards the treasure when music's playing. <laughs> and he does this strange kind of humping dance first when yeah. he's on the ground and... He's kind of humping the ground as he gets up, and then he stands up, props himself up, and then, and then kind of he does a leans back, back, and then the head gets going. He's kind of <laughs> yeah. he becomes a bobblehead. Yeah, he does like a bobblehead walk. Yeah. So it's whenever you hear somebody say "do the Bernie," yeah, that's that's exactly what they're referencing because. Bernie has his unique dance, so Terry Kaiser gets a little more to do in this one, (laughs) rather than just laying there. So whenever music plays, he gets up and walks toward the treasure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, that movie, there's a lot of back and forth trying to steal Bernie and get him, you know, Bernie comes into the hands of the two voodoo guys, and then Larry and Richard have to get him back. They reprise the roles perfectly. Yeah. There's no disconnect. It's not like Dumb and Dumber 2 or anything. And you get Barry Bostwick. Yes. Chasing <laughs> him around the whole time. He's like a, a private investigator. Yeah. And he ends up like losing his mind by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he has... It's the same kind of madness that overtakes uh, the guy from the first movie. Yeah. Because they know he's dead, but they keep seeing him walking around and doing things, and it just drives them crazy over the course of the films. Until by the end, they're just, like, blathering incoherently because they've lost their minds. It's great. (laughs) So there you go. There's Weekend at Bernie's 2 for you. Because Bender's only seen the first one. Yep. I've not seen the second one. 
The first one is superior, I would say. But yeah. the second one is not a throwaway. It's still fun. Definitely fun. And one that I've watched many times as well. Yes. And uh, it's about as, you know, the the plot's about as thin as you can get <laughs> when you're... When you're bringing back a dead guy to cash yeah. in on the weekend at Bernie's. Now, the, it has been a while since I've seen the second one, so I'm trying to remember exactly how it ends. Because that's what we need to figure out he, before we start in on the third. I know that he he walks into the ocean to get this safe box. I don't know, I don't remember how the safe box ends up at the bottom of the ocean. But it does. Yeah. Because that's when he's he's kind of digging it out from yeah. under something. And, and he has it, you know, gripped in his hands. Yeah, and they shoot him in the head with a fucking harpoon. Yeah. <laughs> so now, for the rest of the film, he's got a harpoon in his head. Yeah. His noggin. And he's walking with this box, all jovial and dancing. <laughs> I recall, during that scene, they had to put the waterproof Walkman on him. Yeah. And uh, headphones so that he could hear music when he was underwater oh my down God. the ocean, walking on the ocean floor. Because otherwise he would have just... He would have stopped. Stopped dancing and would have become a corpse again yeah. in the ocean. A bloated, waterlogged <laughs> corpse. But instead, yeah, they, they strap some headphones on him and he walks to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> to see this movie. Oh, it's great. It's about the <laughs> schlockiest sequel you can get. With the original actors, though, yeah. so it's not a cheap, like, son of mask yeah. kind of deal. And they really... The comedy's still funny. Yeah. It's still a funny movie. So in the very end, where is Bernie? I believe that he pulls the money out I don't think Richard and Larry get the money. Yes, they do! Because at the end, they're on a boat with a bunch of beautiful women oh, surrounding yeah. them. Yeah. And, uh... God damn. I don't know if Bernie... <laughs> if Bernie's on the boat with them or not. I don't remember. I can't remember. We're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> We're going to have to break the Google rule. Yeah. Because we can't effectively create a sequel. That's right. To number two. You have to get on the Wikipedia page and go to the plot. Yeah. And, um, can you do here, that? I'll, I my can, phone's about to die. Okay. I can pull it up here. Okay. It's going to die. We're going to jump in on this um, and try to figure out what the what the resolution of Weekend at Bernie's 2 is. Uh, look, <laughs> is, is, <laughs> the tagline for the film on the movie's poster is... Bernie's back, dot, 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 and he's still dead, <laughs> exclamation point. No shit. <laughs> Look how short the plot is. It's like four paragraphs. <laughs> they put headphones on his head. Uh, yeah, it was Mobu. Mobu. Good job. Yeah. Good job remembering that. Bernie is last scene leading Henry and Charles who have been transformed into goats by voodoo in, the in a carnival parade. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, and those those two, Henry and Charles, were the guys who put the spell on him. Yes. They're the ones who uh, were working for Mobu. And they get turned into goats. Yeah. And... 
there's no like cheesy special effects scene. Yeah. It's just they're goats now. Yeah. <laughs> and Bernie's got them on leashes and he's walk dancing to the music in this carnival as he walks them. Larry confesses to Richard that he returned the two million to the insurance company, but only after learning Bernie actually stole three million. Larry and Richard used some of the remaining million to purchase a yacht crewed by attractive women. <laughs> so ninety three, so it was four years oh, later. Okay. So they uh seven million dollar budget? Wow. How much did it make? I don't see uh, the gro. I think the gross is up top. Modest box office success. It's got a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh fuck off! <laughs> yeah, come on. Based on twenty nine reviews, twenty nine people who don't know how to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> the movie was filmed in ninety two in the territory of the Virgin Islands, so it's true to its name. And, and in uh, New York City. And yeah, New York and. Yep. Um, yeah, St. Thomas. There you go. Yeah. So, um, so Bernie is still in the mix at the end of this film. Yeah. He's, he's not been carnival. buried. Yeah. He's in a carnival. And he's still got the spell on him. Yeah. So you can use that in a third film. Yeah. Moving like Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> The style of dance was created called moving like Bernie. <laughs> oh my god. It's true. It was uh, referenced in an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, I think it's because it's the episode when Elaine is, uh, she has her movie picks at the movie uh, rental place. Yeah. And she, like, she does something to piss off the guy. And uh, she rents Weekend at Bernie's 2. And she's watching it in her apartment. And she's like, he's still dead! Get on with it! Or something like that. It's funny. Um, But Bernie's still in the mix. so And he's still got the spell on him. So for the sequel, I mean, you really only have to explain how he's not decomposed over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. So maybe the spell has something to do with that, or do you have him mummified, or do you well, have was... him be a skeleton? <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want Terry Kaiser back in the film, though. Yeah, I think Kaiser needs to be in it. So that's going to be. I feel like that'll be uh, the number one thing when you're sitting down in like the pre-production meeting. Yeah, going over papers and whatnot, you'd be yeah. like, all right. First thing, this movie will not be made if we don't get Terry Kaiser, Andrew McCarthy, and Jonathan Silverman back for it. Yes. We have to have those three. So, yeah. I don't think it would take a lot. Just a modest paycheck. Yeah. They're not A-list actors. If the script is funny enough and maybe pokes fun at itself a little bit, yeah, you could get them in on it. So... That's our job right now. I think I think we're going to be able to do that. Okay, we just have to create a story that's going to be in the next in the next thirty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> now, see, you're talking about the voodoo thing. Right. I'm. <sighs> Are you going to break the voodoo chant somehow in yours? Because I I feel like that it 
might be good to do. Yeah. And let that be something that's unique to number two. Yeah. Somehow you... Because if you carry the voodoo to number three, then you have kind of... Even though we like number two, a lot of people viewed it as a as an inferior yeah. kind of shit sequel. It'll be kind of back to the roots. Right. You know? <laughs> of the Weekend at Bernie's mythos. It, uh, the Bernie-verse. <laughs> okay, our first issue, to me, to get started, just to start, is how the body hasn't decomposed beyond recognition. I think the best way to make sure that happens um, is uh, some sort of cryo chamber. Um, yes. Somehow he made his way into that type of setting where his body has been preserved. That's the easiest way to sell it, I think. Yeah. Without bringing in something fantastical like, you know... The voodoo kept yeah. his body from decomposing or... The only other way is if he was in kind of an arctic environment and fell into a... into some... into an ice cave. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find him? Yeah. He's lost. A team of researchers. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he would have had to have danced all the way from that carnival at the end of Bernie's 2 to a place... a much colder climate... And the Virgin Islands are islands, so he would have had to walk along the bottom of the ocean until he got to a place cold enough to freeze. What if... <laughs> what if What if the carnival that he was working with uh, was like a traveling show? Yeah. And so okay. they are all... Um, but they take, you know, they've got their little plane on the island, mm-hmm. and they're going to... You know, this avoids like TSA and security and everything because right. they just pack everyone up. Yeah, it's into a the private. Plane. It's sort of like a gypsy troop. Yeah, they don't answer to the TSA. Right. So they get on their little <laughs> private plane and they're flying to the next destination, and they have to pass through the Arctic, and the plane goes down. Or Bernie yeah. just falls out of it. <laughs> or they discover he's dead on the plane and get so freaked out they that they just out. push him out the bottom. Like in Monster Squad, when the bottom of the plane just opens. Yeah. We have to get rid of the curse. Or the, oh, the spell. Shit. yeah. But if, if he's travel, traveling with, like, the gypsy troop, then one of one of the members of the, yeah. the, you know, gypsy troop could somehow reverse the spell for some reason, mm-hmm. or maybe another thing is cast. They could that, recognize that he he's dead, but he's under a spell, and then... They maybe maybe there's some kind of uh, uh, maybe they pity him a little bit and they mm-hmm. want his uh, earthly soul to make it make it to its final destination and it can't while this voodoo spells on him. Mm-hmm. So they cast another spell to get rid of the voodoo spell. Yeah, and then they dump his body out of the plane into an ice cavern. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the cryo thing is more believable. I think he re- wrote into his will that he wanted to be cryogenically frozen and brought back when the when the technology was there to revive him. But you can't break. How do you break the spell? In that and also, situation? if Larry turned the money into the company, mm-hmm. do they do they know Bernie was behind it? Because that I would assume takes all of his money away. 
It if, could. Uh, he could have, I mean, he's the head of a company, too, so he didn't just... It's probably not his only money that he left behind is the two I just don't know if, if, like, you know, if you die and it comes to light that you had embezzled, like, $2 million... <laughs> Do they liquidate the rest yeah. of your assets? Or does that stay with you? Do they still honor your request to be cryogenically frozen, if, even though... If he paid for it, he should be able to get cryogenically frozen. If it... Okay. Because you pay those people of, up front. All right, so it's taken care of already. Yeah. So they still have to honor his last will and testament, right? Right. So you just have to now get him from the Virgin Islands <laughs> back to the U.S. somehow and get rid of the curse. I, I think your idea is good. Because okay, part the of the, Yeah. Yeah. Or the gypsy or voodoo person yeah. who's in charge right. of the, the carnival finds out <laughs> about his condition. Yeah. And they want to release him to yes. the other side. And then they... <laughs> They contact authorities, right? Yeah. Um, you could mix the two. You could have them take off the spell first. He drops dead. He's now a corpse, mm-hmm. just a regular corpse that doesn't dance when it hears music. Yeah. The cop, the proper authorities come and pick him up. His last will and testament's honored, and he's cryogenically frozen. I'm just wondering if this puts Larry and uh, Richard and Richard in jeopardy. Because if people have seen them out with with uh, Bernie, mm-hmm. like what are they going to think? Well, they're kind of they're nobodies. They're not going to get recognized. Well, like at this I point, think. I mean, they're on that boat. Yeah, they're yeah. not with they're not with Bernie when he right. gets the curse taken off him. So no, well, I know, I mean, but don't you think people like in New York would find it kind of strange that Bernie? <laughs> His body was found Virgin Islands <laughs> like, after he was already in the morgue. Well, you could Im- you'd imp- implicate Mobu and the and Charles and whoever. So I I'm seeing them getting away scot free and not really needing an explanation because the, in the previous movie there's a dead man with a voodoo curse on him who yeah. walks around. So you have some leeway to allow for plot holes to make the movie more fun and you don't really need to well he's dead you couldn't bring him back with voodoo plot hole like Uh, you can really (laughs) we're really analyzing this pretty well for a weekend at bernie's sequel we just loosely have to get him we got the curse off of him and we got him frozen so the kindly voodoo uh person (laughs) and proprietor of this carnival contacts authorities they come and pick up bernie right find out who he is yes they send him back to new york and then it's like okay we didn't get through this process last time now that we're here we see that this man needs to go to this cryogenics company Mm -hmm. and they're going to freeze him and (laughs) (laughs) he would need okay here's another question um Probably an obvious answer, but maybe not. Did Bernie shell out the money to have his whole body frozen, or just his severed head? Because, I think the whole body. Okay, you need you. You kind of need his whole body because you want Terry Kaiser. Yeah, but you could you could do some wacky things with just a head as I, well. But then <laughs> we risk. The thing turning into, like, a CG shit show. Right. And you know? and the charm is having them trying to have Bernie 
pretend to be alive, basically. So, yeah. um, you, you can't pretend that just the severed head is alive. You yeah. need the rest of his body. <laughs> what about our idea before where Bernie faked his death and it's like a guy who kind who looks like him, but he really survived? Yeah. Would we pursue that at all, or do we want that original corpse come back in our sequel? That's possible. We've gotten pretty far on the ideas that we laid out, but... I should say, before the podcast, we had another idea for Bernie's sequel that yeah. involved Richard and Larry having jobs at the White House, and uh, Bernie Lomax becoming president somehow... Because he didn't really die, it was another guy who died. Because he, maybe he assumed that he was going to get whacked, you know? Yeah. Maybe he overheard. But then you probably wouldn't want to run for president. That's right. Because you were afraid people were out to kill you. <laughs> maybe he finally felt safe. Maybe the rest of that mob died off. Yeah, 30 years later. Yeah, because those guys are, I mean... They're not that old, but maybe they're hard living, you know? So he he knows that the head of that mob that he was in cahoots with before is gone. And everybody involved with the original case is gone. Yeah. It's a little more far-fetched that yeah. way than having him cry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I just, the continuity feels... Um, more pleasing to me if if you have the original corpse yeah. you keep him dead because it 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 kind of it would rob the charm from the first two movies if yeah that guy they were parading around with wasn't really bernie <laughs> just <Yeah>. some guy <laughs> uh so yeah i like going the cryogenically frozen route mm-hmm. so maybe so you got him frozen, and many years pass yeah. while he's frozen. Richard and Larry have been living it up. Yeah. Maybe they started their own business. I'm thinking they blew the money real quick, because they bought a yacht at the end of Weekend of Bernie's 2 with a million bucks. A yacht's pretty expensive. Well, at that point, maybe they saved enough to get something else going, and they've been rather successful since and uh we need a reason for them to get back involved with bernie are they down on their luck and they they or maybe they're looking into cryonics because they're having an existential meltdown where they're they're looking at themselves in the mirror in Mm -hmm. separate scenes and noticing all the the lines and the the aging and they go to a cryogenics facility to talk it out to talk about a package, yeah. getting a package for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, the, and then they're going to, they'd like to take a tour. Yeah. And they end up walking through the facility and, and seeing then, Bernie. Yeah, they, well, the guy is going to show them, here's how well you'll be preserved. <laughs> this specimen's been, this specimen has been frozen for the better part of three decades now. Yeah. And they kind of bring him out and it's, it's, it's Bernie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
this is a good plot. I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. I'm liking it. I would, and then they I start would, having flashbacks. Yeah. Like, you like know. if that happened, it opens it up. <laughs> Bernie with a smirk on his face. I would just, He's wearing the sunglasses, too. He has to be. I would just he laugh my ass off, man. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. If Hollywood can't make this into a movie, come on. Come on, man. So what's going to prompt them to get him out of cryosleep? (laughs) (laughs) Why do they need to have (laughs) dirty fire? What if... What if technology, they, they've made a new breakthrough where they actually are going to try to wake him up? Oh, my God. <laughs> and what if they do it uh, yeah. and he dies again? <laughs> it's sort of like one of those things where technology has come... The technology's so new that it doesn't work all the way yet. So they revive him, and then Larry and Richard... Well, he attempted to have them killed, so how yeah, are they going to feel about out why, why they're going to be hanging out with them? <laughs> well, Whoa, like, hold on, hold on. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Oh, all right. I want to hear what you got, too. Okay. What if they find out that they've brought Bernie back, but they want to get revenge because yes. he was going to have them killed? Yeah. So they go and try to kill Bernie, but... <laughs> Whatever the process is, failed. And so, somehow it foils their plan. And they have to then resume trying to make it look like he's alive. Yeah. My thing is, I'm thinking they bring him back. And they, and Richard and Larry go to either confront him. Maybe they're not necessarily going to kill him. But they're going to confront him. Yeah. Because he needs to own up to his crimes. Even mm-hmm. though he's died and everything, he hasn't really paid for it. Because he's back doing his old Bernie thing. So they go to see him, and they they scare him somehow, or, or something happens, and he takes a tumble down the stairs and breaks his neck and dies. So now he's dead again. And they know for a fact that they're going to be... Suspects number one and one A. Yeah. Because they have a, they genuinely had a beef with him. So that's, they know that the, the authorities are gonna be, so they have to somehow get Bernie up and Adam and away from this place without getting noticed. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say they like revive him and they, he sort of goes about his business, you know, maybe forgets that he tried to have him killed, mm-hmm. and they are kind of just like, well, like, whatever, I don't know, but, yeah. but like, he, he sort of just goes about his business, and then at some point, he dies, and the movie is, like, them trying to get him back to the cryo tube to, like, preserve him longer, put him back to sleep. Mm. What? Wow. And, but you could work that into like the, them being suspects yeah. in his death. Because I yeah. feel like if you bring him back, maybe he's he's hanging out with them and he wants to apologize. So he invites them to his beach house again. <laughs> and they're all sitting together. 
And he's like, you know what? You two, I, I, I could never repay you for what I did. So we're going to have, I'm going to let you have the time of your lives here and, you know, in my beach house. <coughs> and then he, you know, he, he proceeds to pass away there. And then they know that they're going to be suspects in his death. I, I, I feel like that's a good way. But it, it loses a little funniness because now it's just a simple kind of like hide the body story because they want him to disappear again. Well, yeah, there's got to be a reason why <laughs> they keep him around. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe before he passes away again, he tells them... Look, that two mil that you found, that was just the tip of the iceberg, guys. Yeah. I had been shaving money off the top for years, and here's where it is. Yeah. And then he dies again. <laughs> <laughs> but they... I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking on the confrontation. Okay. Because... <laughs> little writer's block. Well, I like... I definitely think they should confront him. Mm-hmm. But... I like the idea. I like the the quasi revenge idea. Uh, yeah. But then I I also see them as the guys who would chicken out. Yeah. Just before they're going to actually go through with it. Yeah, and, and that's maybe, what I was thinking is is they chicken out, but then he dies anyway. Yeah. Like maybe he's <laughs> maybe right before they're going to do it, they get out of him the fact, mm-hmm. like you said, that yes. this was this goes much deeper. There's a lot more money that no one knows about. Yeah. And I can I can help you guys get it. And mm-hmm. then something happens before he's able to tell them. Yeah. Or something maybe, that they don't have anything to do with, like yeah. the tripping down a flight of stairs and breaking his neck, or yeah. Or the cryogenics thing doesn't work all the way and he just kind of, you know, passes back out and dies or, you know, any of that could... Or there's a surviving member of that mob, like the guy who's... Paulie comes back. Paulie's still alive and he's very elderly, but (laughs) he wants his revenge. Uh Uh-huh. So he comes back to kill Bernie. He's just been released from the mental institution. Yeah, yeah. And he sees Bernie alive, and he's just like, "I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna kill him." He's I'm all, kill him. yes. He's completely fucking rehabilitated too. Yeah. He's just getting out, and he's like, he takes a deep breath, and he, you know, and he he goes home. He goes home to like a little apartment that he gets, and he's sitting down to a little TV dinner, and there's. All over the news, it's like the very first patient <laughs> yep. cryogenically brought out of death. And you know, it's just death Bernie has been like... cured. And <laughs> Bernie Lomax is standing there with reporters and stuff, and and Paulie just drops his fucking <laughs> his TV dinner and just loses his mind again immediately. Just, the switch flips, and he's now crazy. And so Ber- Bernie's Bernie is actually a celebrity. Yeah, now he is. Yes. Yeah, he's all over the tube, and uh, people are. He's talking about how it's his second chance, and he's got a new lease on life, and he's gonna really look at things differently this time around. And Paulie are we, is. Are we gonna examine why the first person <laughs> you bring out of cryogenic stasis is like eighty years old? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> You could dye Terry Kaiser's hair and 
He still looks pretty he does, good. He doesn't look too bad for 30 years passing. Because yeah. he's, he's not a spring chicken in the original movie. No. So, I think they could make him look similar to the way he did in the original. It, it wouldn't be perfect, but it would be believable enough to where you wouldn't be like, why did he age yeah. this much? You know, you, you either put a wig on him or dye his hair and... Slap some sunglasses on him, and the mustache would need to be. You also don't know how long he spent in the uh, the carnival troupe <laughs> before they realized his <laughs> dead corpse aged. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Just bullshitting. Yeah, but then so well, then the movie that's then, a, that's something you can kind of yeah, gloss over. I know. Bit. I just thought it was fun. <laughs> but then the movie becomes Larry and Richard have to get Bernie his body to where this new stash of money is all the while avoiding what it Polly well Polly now that and we, we kind of got on a new storyline here so Bernie's a celebrity now yeah he's the first he's... person to be brought out of cryo sleep mm-hmm. well not cryo sleep he was dead and yeah. they cryogenically froze him and now they have the technology to bring these people back yeah so he's brought back Polly's still alive Paulie wants him dead. Um, maybe Bernie calls Richard and Larry. There has to be a meeting of some kind. Or the revenge thing, the quasi-revenge. Yeah. And they show up to confront him and chicken out. Mm-hmm. But Polly actually does the deed. And he frames them for the murder because they have all the, the motivation in the world to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you have a dead Bernie... Again. Yeah. You have Richard and Larry being pursued by authorities, and Polly is still on the run, and he's at large. And he's behind all this, but nobody knows it except Richard and Larry. Why would the authorities be after Richard and Larry? I feel like because they have motivation, because they... Does the thing come out that they... They'll have to be in the spotlight with Bernie. Yeah. Because you're going to have, like, people wanting to interview him, and, yeah. you know, I feel like that's where you, that might be your new spin on it for this movie. You get a lot of the, you're kind of going back over what's happened in the past up to mm-hmm. a certain point, and it's like, boom, now we are in the age of social media, yeah. and Richard and Larry are trying to <laughs> go around with Bernie, who is dead, yeah. but he's a celebrity now, Yes, and... So they're also trying to make it to this new stash of money while making it look like Bernie's still alive. Yeah, because the confrontation, they come up to him and they start, Bernie, you tried to have us killed. You said that I was going to have a sex change. (laughs) (laughs) And Bernie apologizes and he's very sincere. You can tell that he's sincere. Yeah. I'm so sorry I got wrapped up in all this and it's not me. I'm going to treat you guys. Look, look guys, look. There's more money. Mm. And they kind of back off of their thing. And they they hear him out and he tells them about the the money. But somehow Polly gets... Maybe Polly like snipes him or with a poison dart or something. You gotta kill him secretly, Splinter yeah. Cell style, because he can't mutilate Bernie. He needs to look like yeah. a. He, he needs to still look alive mm-hmm. in some well, yeah. some sense. How about He's been shot like eight times? <laughs> That's right. What if yes. what if Polly like 
dressed up like, uh, you know, the chef. Yeah, and he, like, poisons his food. Yes, and, I like uh, that. That's a classic movie <laughs> movie way of killing somebody. I could see him, you know, crazed looking <laughs> villain in his chef's outfit, he, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like laughing over the soup, over this big and cauldron you just put, of soup. Like the skull and crossbones box. Yes. And it's just like a whole powder yeah. of <laughs> Yeah. And uh Bernie of course eats the concoction. Yeah. And um Maybe Richard and Larry are sitting at the same dinner because they've now befriended Bernie and they trust him. I, are you sure? Because I was thinking that he would die during the confront the confrontation. Later. That that could be. That would be. Maybe they're at the dinner and he begins to eat as yeah. he's telling them this during the confrontation. He's like, "Sit down, have some food," and they they reluctantly kind of sit down to hear him out. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Look, guys, there's more." money, and then he takes a bite of his soup, continues, mm-hmm. and they start to hear him out a little bit, and then he takes another bite, and then he kind of grabs his chest a little bit, maybe feel, starts to look a little strange, and then he he just <laughs> drops dead uh, right in his soup. <laughs> he, they have to get some vital information before he dies. Yeah. Then. So they have to had, get a piece of it, but was, not all of it. I'm thinking it's something like, look, guys, there's more money. Tomorrow, the interview, I'm meeting with a guy. He's yeah. going to have the details. I want you guys to come along with me, and we'll yeah. go in there or something like yeah. that. So <laughs> yeah. he dies, yeah. but they know that he's got this interview that he's supposed to show up to, and there's going to be someone there who's going to want to talk to him. <laughs> it's like a deep throat style situation where it's like a shadowy kind of yeah. kind of deal. So they have to get him there <laughs> and get through this interview with Bernie, who's dead, so that they can continue following this trail and find this money. You could have them install like a voice box <laughs> in his throat and just have somebody talking on the other end. Maybe they. Inv- Maybe just one of them goes, and the other one's in a band somewhere, you yeah. know, with this equipment where you can. They could kinda... say that uh, they could say when they're showing up for the interview, now, you know, like they're his uh, his spokespeople or something. Yeah. So it's like they're briefing the the people giving the interview on the process, and it's like yeah. how he's just come out of the the cryogenic sleep, so <laughs> he is making an adjustment here. Yeah. Um, all of his faculties aren't quite he's back up to snuff yet. Very tired. Very tired and... Uh, Lethargic. <laughs> so you have to allow him... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you have... You have uh, I, th- I feel like Larry's the one in the van and Richard's the one kind of yeah. propping up Bernie... Yeah. And Larry's going to speak for Bernie. Mm-hmm. And Richard keeps, you know, Larry! You know, like, Larry keeps saying things that maybe are off-kilter and, you know, kind maybe, of... Maybe Richard is trying to do most of the talking. Yeah. But Bernie's just going to kind of nod <laughs> yeah. in approval at certain times, or... Yeah. <laughs> so, in this... The guy that they're meeting with, or the person, whoever it is, knows the location of the money. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So it's sort of a, it's a meeting to yeah. talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 
I like but that. if Bernie didn't tell this guy there were going to be two other dudes with him, yeah. that he's, could create some sort of tension. It's like, who are you guys? Yeah, you know? who's this? And it's like, well, yeah, and then you have the explanation where it's yeah. like Bernie's little under the weather. He's not feeling too well. He's been cryogenically frozen for 27 years. <laughs> I think you could really go from there because uh, there's so many branches mm-hmm. that you could follow from that point. Yeah. we got a good foundation, though, for sure. Maybe we should write this and pitch it to Hollywood. We should. Hit the big time. Yeah. And we just put, we don't put any of our names, it's just written by Super Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> play written by a band? Yeah. And we, just use, a, and we just use the money to further our musical career yeah, yeah. instead of like That's making cool. more movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really want to the make whole movies, thing. we just happened to do it. It's just a pitch yeah. for people to go to superdivorce.bandcamp.com <laughs> to get our album. And then... They still don't. Yeah. Like, the movie's a huge hit. It makes, like, 150 mil Everyone's domestically. Just, like, just waiting on the next movie from Super Divorce. Yeah. yeah. And we're just trying to get them to buy our album. And they, For, like, we, can, we go on Bandcamp, and it's, like, two extra sales. <laughs> really liked your movie. Yeah, really, like... Really dug the movie. The music's okay. <laughs> a dollar for the album. Free download. All right, well, that was that was good. Yeah, I I liked the sequel. Yeah. I like getting creative on the cast. Um, so we're we gonna do uh, episode one of Mr. Belvedere next week. <laughs> How the hell are we gonna watch it somehow? Yeah, and then do a whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dale's really fucking himself yeah. by not coming to these because he has no input on what the subject <laughs> is going to be. So if Dale actually does the podcast next week, he has to talk for an hour and a half <laughs> about the first episode of Mr. Belvedere, the pilot. Yeah. Fuck it. Alright. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> okay, next week on the Supercast, we'll be talking about episode number one of Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. And by episode one, I'm thinking pilot. Yeah, pilot. Well, and sometimes the pilot, they actually reshoot it mm-hmm. to be the first episode. Well, maybe we can try and track down the pilot and episode one. Okay. And see if that's something. <laughs> episode we can... one, the Phantom Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's called. Uh. <laughs> Hold on, real quick. We never talked about probably my favorite part of uh, Weekend at Bernie's. Okay, let's touch on it. And that's when his dad walks in. <laughs> his dad. <laughs> Very good. Just lay on my stick. I'm gonna lay you out. <laughs> You let your butler talk to you that way. <laughs> he's, he's in his underwear. He's a vet. Yeah, he's got a bone point in his head. I love what because he just like wanders into the kitchen. And then you see him walking away. And it's like, oh, 
Oh, didn't realize you had company. <laughs> yes, yes, Roman. <laughs> Roman? <laughs> that should be Roman Reigns' gimmick. I like when he gets into the fridge and he just kind of like rooting around. He's like, takes a drink or something and he's like, <laughs> making dad noises. <laughs> Classic dad noises. Richard's got a grill over. They're sitting there in the fucking dark, too. Yeah. There's no TV going or lights. Yeah. Well, because they're making out. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. On his parents' couch. <laughs> he doesn't want to reveal the fact that he lives with his parents. Yeah. So, yeah. He tries to pretend that his dad's his butler. <laughs> He's like, he's like the level above an intern at a company, and he's pretending to have a butler. Richard, <laughs> there's a man in his underwear. There's a man in his underwear. He's a, uh, my, my, my butler. My butler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't know you had company. What's he saying? Uh, What's very, very good, so, Roman. Uh, yeah, just uh, lay out, lay out my lay blue suit for tomorrow. <laughs> How would I lay you out? <laughs> <laughs> it's like something my dad would say. How about I lay you out? <laughs> just fucking knock you out. Goes to me like goes that. right from being kind of polite, <laughs> yeah, about not knowing you had company over to how about yeah. I let you out yeah. <laughs> right in front of this stranger, <laughs> strange woman that his son's with, not embarrassed at all about being his underwear. No, nope. <laughs> that's great. If you haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's, go watch it immediately. Yeah. Hopefully all the fun that we've had talking about it will inspire you to check it out for yourself. And it's not, you know, we gave away a few plot points, but you really have to watch it to uh, get the magic. It's like, even if you've read The Hobbit, seeing the films is satisfying. So if you listen to this podcast and you've never seen Bernie's, it will still be a very satisfying and fun experience. Right, Bender? As somebody who watched it at, like, five o'clock this afternoon for the first time ever i can say that yes it holds up and it's quite funny yeah yeah you're never bored no you're never like what when are they gonna do something and i know we talked about a lot but we still there's a lot we didn't touch on yes you'd be surprised by and uh you would find hilarity in if you sat down to watch it for yourself and uh and watch it with some friends if you can maybe yeah it's a good movie to party movie yeah. yeah have some yucks with your buds. It's a good one to go back to and reference later on. Yes. Just uh, speaking some of the lines from the movie mm-hmm. when uh, you're in good company. Yes. Can uh, provide a few laughs. Well, uh, if you guys think you can come up with a better sequel pitch for Weekend at Bernie's 3, three. <laughs> go ahead and uh, drop us a line in the Divorce Club or on our Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, we'd love to hear... Your idea for Bernie's sequel. And um, and also, uh, like we mentioned earlier in the cast, uh, don't forget to stop by our band camp. Superdivorce.bandcamp.com and stream the album, download it. Um, and if you feel like it, you can actually uh, you do a sort of an advanced purchase of the physical CD copy. And I will draw you uh, 
very personalized and special one-of-a-kind portrait um, a new insert if you will that can be your very own cover art for the album that I'll send along to you yes so check that out little known secret only for podcast listeners so tell your friends um, to listen to this podcast because you won't find this out anywhere else we won't post about it but uh, if you actually if you start our album at the three and a half minute mark in Weekend at Bernie's, it actually syncs up <laughs> with the film. So that's another uh, you know fun thing that you can do with our album. So. Yeah. So give it a try, and we'll see you next week to talk about Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> Episode one, as Bob said, the Phantom Belvedere. Yes. We'll talk to you then. Hopefully you'll tune in. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. Super Divorce.